Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You can just let go for a minute. Heartbreaker, Led Zeppelin. Lots of teams looking to play Heartbreaker tonight. Four elimination games in the NHL. Not including your Oilers quite yet. you still got a little over 24 hours to wait. Uh, 24 plus 8 is 32 hours to wait. So you'll get there, but uh, at least we now know an official game time for Game 6. It's Oilers now brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Brendan Escott here, Cam Moon alongside as well. The Oilers uh, wrapped up on the ice a little while ago and now heading down to the airport. And they will take off for the City of Angels. Big, big game six coming up, Cam. Rolls reverse from last year. Yeah, no, it and I'm sure it feels good to have those roles reversed. Much better when you have that lead, that opportunity to close it out. And, and I know it's the same for both teams, but I can't help but think having those days off in the middle of a series where you've got you know, a fair bit of travel, and like any playoff series, there's going to be bumps and bruises. It's a grind. It's heavy, heavy hockey. This series has been very heavy. To get those days off, I think, will be good for both teams. Yeah, certainly. And they did talk about that, so we'll get to some more thoughts uh, coming up in our audio vault for direct workwear. Uh, some time in hour number two to open up the River Cree Resort Casino hotline as well. That number is 780-496-0063. River Cree bringing the heat this summer with Alberta. Alberta's newest and biggest outdoor music festival. On July 7th, you can party rock with Brett Michaels, Blue Oyster Cult, Fog Hat, and more. Get your tickets now at rivercreeresort.com. You can get those texts coming in right away here. 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or head to Ashley Fine floors.com. 
for more. But I did mention it. Today's top story, not necessarily to do with the Oilers, the top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Four teams looking to advance tonight. Carolina can still get it done. They're up 3-2 in their series with the Islanders. They'll play on Long Island tonight. Boston, another chance to do away with the Panthers. This time, it's Game 6 in uh, Florida. Dallas and Minnesota will tango in the Twin Cities. The Stars leading that series uh, three games to two. And then Seattle with a surprising three games to two series lead over the Avalanche. They are at home at Climate Pledge tonight. Can potentially have the first series win in franchise history and over probably the most formidable foe in the Western Conference, unless you want to make the case for the Oilers. It's unbelievable. I I didn't I wasn't sure that Seattle would win two games in that series. Yeah. And here they are with an opportunity to close it out. Good on them. Good on them for getting to this point and playing as well as they have against Colorado. And I, I know Colorado's, you know, they, they've had injury issues throughout the course of the season and, and even a little bit more here in the playoffs. But, yeah, that's that's a real credit to what uh, Seattle has done here in in the playoffs. And they had a good regular season, although it was it was a bit streaky. Mm-hmm. It had uh, the, the ups and downs, but they're in a good spot. I wouldn't be surprised if they win tonight. Which is crazy. And I'll tell you, the the thing about their streakiness was goaltending for so much yeah. of the season. Grubauer, uh, when he wasn't hurt, wasn't playing very well. You were relying a lot on Martin Jones, whose calling card in his career has been streakiness. So as soon as that fell off, uh, their game tapered off a little bit. But they get to the playoffs. A well-coached team. You really have to tip your cap to Dave Hackstall and the job that he's done with not a, a reg group, but certainly a group devoid of superstars. Absolutely it is. And yet here they are hanging around with a team that has plenty of superstars. So um, a lot of the credit, I think, has to go to the coaching and how the team's bought into it. But my understanding is, and I haven't watched all of the games in that series, but Philip Grubauer has come back to burn his old team a little bit and stolen a couple of these games for Seattle. There has to be some motivation in that vein of playing against his old team. I'm sure that has entered into Philip Grubauer's mindset, mm-hmm. but I am surprised by that. And now I'm I'm totally jaded because I didn't see Philip Grubauer play very well against Edmonton this year. So in, you know, actual viewings, yeah. I didn't see, you know, a real strong game, but he's doing it now. And at the point of getting on to the second round, which let's be honest, would be really good for Seattle as a second-year franchise and building a fan base, getting everybody all excited, have a little bit of playoff success. Even if it is just to the second round, it gives you something. And yeah. It gives something for the, the fans of the Kraken to get behind. It's a feather in the cap. Yeah. It's, to me, another reason for more talent to look that direction in this offseason and say, okay, you've actually got something that you're building here. Not yeah. necessarily that's three or four or five years off as it looked like it was when they had originally assembled that roster through the expansion draft. It's not just throwing fish at the Pike Place market. Like, there's <laughs> actually a little something going on with that hockey team. They got so, something going on. Hey? And don't get me wrong. 
Pike Place is great. I love it. But uh, it's nice that they're here in their second year. They, you want it. You want to make that uh, a strong market, and you know, of course, start to build rivalries within the division yep. or within the conference. Right now, with Colorado, but uh, it, it was certainly during the season when they play Vancouver. I'm sure there's oh, yeah. uh, some spillage of fans going to either rink. That helps. You need you need those things to be a successful team. To me, the playoffs is that's where these rivalries are born. Like, yes. okay, the regular season games against Los Angeles are great, but the playoff series last year and the playoff series of this mm. year, that's a different level, and you can see the animosity unfolding pretty well every time they're on the ice together. So you'll love to see it. Uh, we'll break down the, the whole playoff picture in greater detail with Elliot Friedman at 1235. He's coming up as he does each Friday for our friends at Abe's Door Service. Sportsnet Sam Cosentino going to check in. Can't wait to hear from from Cos because, well, he's so well-versed, Cam. We're going to get to talk about Connor Bedard and yes. the best junior hockey season uh, since McDavid and probably for a long time now. Um, um, and we'll also go around the league, perhaps talk a little baseball as well. Well, Sam is uh, very well read in all things baseball, <laughs> so maybe we throw out a little bit of Blue Jays for him. Yeah, we might have to dabble there. The Jays back in action uh, this weekend, tonight, in fact. And, uh, and then we'll take some texts and calls there in the latter half of our number two. Uh, let's right now, though, dip into the audio vaults brought to you by Direct Workwear, who brings you women's workwear. It's a women's only workwear store opening soon, just four doors down from Direct Workwear on Gateway Boulevard. Check them out at womensworkwear.ca. So, we'll start simple. How about the difference between a road game and a home game here in the playoffs? This is what the head coach had to say, Jay Woodcroft, on the mic earlier. The way we go about it, uh, the biggest difference is who has last change. Uh, but the way we go about it is we want to play a brand of hockey or a type of game that translates wherever it is you play. And uh, whether that's home, that's road, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, uh, for us, I think where we're at in the life stage or maturity level of our team, you know, I don't think much phases our group. Um, you know, in the end, we're going to be tasked with uh, trying to close out this series on the road in Los Angeles in game number six. And I think our group's up to it going to be a hostile environment and that makes for great energy and great theater if you're a spectator even on tv i thought it was it was quite interesting to see just how animus that crowd was toward the oilers <laughs> and again i go back to the fact that this rivalry is real the emotional investment in this rivalry is real darnell nurse asked earlier today uh, what what can you do to sort of harness um, a hostile crowd and, and use it to your benefit just living in the moment and, and worrying about the game uh, you know when we come in here and, and feed off the energy of our crowd it's it's great but the same token when you go on the road you just want to play the game don't worry about what's going on on the outside 
Now, discipline has been a big factor in the last couple of games. I thought sort of a lack of discipline was probably the underlying storyline in at least the first game, probably the second and third game as well. In terms of, you know, the referees being so much a part of the story, and Edmonton was allowing that to be the case because there was a discipline factor that they needed to dial in. And I'll ask you, because I feel like they they have certainly been able to do that. Does it seem like they're playing more between the whistles and the last couple games absolutely they have definitely tightened things up and and that's going forward that's a key not just for success in this round but any round if if you're taking needless penalties if you're getting if you're taking away a scoring opportunity you can live with those yeah if you're punching somebody in the mouth after the whistle and taking a rough and call or or bad body position and taking a, a hook 200 feet from your own net oh those are those are tough to kill off tough to live with darnell nurse talking about the discipline in this series yeah i mean between the whistles it's just as hard as the the beginning of the, the series you can tell that uh you know it was a it was a focus to to make those calls after the whistle and, and whatnot and it uh, stung us a few times and um you know you don't, you don't want to be killing too many penalties at this time of the year, and uh, same token, our, our power play's done uh, done a great job, and I know they, they probably want to limit the chances that they give our power play, so that's kind of led to more five on five, and I think uh, you know if, if if we play our game the way we can, um, you know, it, it uh, is a strength of ours also. And here's the thing: is when you've got as many contributors at five on five as Edmonton has had in this series, then you're comfortable playing there, right? You're not just relying on the power play to try and tilt the game or, or to try and go three for four and, and win a three goal hockey game. You've got Fogel contributing and Derek Ryan and Brett Kulak, etc. So it's uh Excuse me, I'm losing my voice here, but Jay Woodcroft says the team at their best when everybody is contributing. The way I, I look at it is our best when our team is in a rhythm. Um, and when we're in the rhythm, everybody's playing. It's not just one line. It's not just uh, two players. It's everybody. And, um, you know, I think um, those guys are big big part of when we're at our best they're playing at a level where they spend their shift in the other team zone uh, but they help us get into that rhythm where we're bringing the game to the other team uh, the segment sponsored by Fisherman's Friends, apparently. <laughs> um, Cam. What's going on over there? Tell me about the game that Yamamoto has yet to bring, uh, but can impact when he, you know, is, is playing his game. Yeah, and being on that, that fourth line, and it, we further to what you had said earlier, the Oilers are, are comfortable rolling everyone over. And when they go with 11 and 7, when the, if you want to call it the, the fourth line that has no center, you're rolling through uh, uh, Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid, and you're getting a really good matchup if you're going up against the opposition's either fourth line or third D pairing. And that's the that is one of the benefits of the eleven and seven for Kyler Yamamoto. If things aren't going well offensively for him, and right now they haven't, it is absolutely imperative that things go well defensively for him so that he is on the the right side of it and uh, making sure that he is between himself and his own uh, the, between uh, the opposition and his own net 
to be in good defensive position. So I think that's a, a huge part of his game until he finds that offensive touch. Although being on that line and and getting looks with with Leon Drysdale or Connor McDavid or Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who sometimes uh, will center that that fourth unit. Uh, at some point, he's you know you're going to get some pretty good opportunities offensively in theory. He did evaluate his own game. Yamamoto did after the morning skate today. I feel like I've been playing pretty good. Um, you know, obviously not getting on the score sheet, but you know, playing pretty good. Um, you know, it's coming, but uh, I got to stay patient and just keep working. Is there something? Uh, we'll leave a tail end of a reporter in there. Excellent work by me. Woody talking about Yamamoto's game. He's done a lot of good things. He's a big, um, big factor in our forward grouping. Our team is where it's at, and that's uh, in large part to the contributions of everybody in our lineup. Um, you know, Kyler plays on the penalty kill. He plays five on five. I feel comfortable moving him around the, uh, the forward grouping, and, you know, he's been... Uh, a reason why we're at where we're at. There you go. A little bit from the direct work where Audio Vault will have some more audio later on in the show. And right now we'll step aside. I want to get to NHL today because there was some pretty big transpirings in the league last night, you might say. Cam Moon, Brendan Escott here with you on Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm so disappointed and disgusted right now. That's my thoughts. Where did the disgust come from? Pardon me? Where did the disgust come from? No pushback. But it's the same crap we saw in February. It was. That's why we... So as soon as we were challenging for first place and teams were coming after us, we had no pushback. This series, we had no pushback. There were better players with so much better than ours. It's not even close. It feels like you've been holding these feelings on for a bit. Is it just yep. out of tonight's game or finally wanting to release that? It's, it started back in January and February. What is it about this team's leadership core that, or the top-end players? We've talked about... we got to push back. There's got to be a pushback. There's got to be pride. you got to be able to push back when things aren't going your way. We had no pushback. Their better players were so much better than ours tonight. They deserve to win. They were the better team in the regular season. They were the better team in this series. Anything else? Good. Thanks. 
That is Winnipeg Jets head coach Rick Bonas following their defeat at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights last night. Their season's over. They lost in five games and obviously the head coach not inspired by the effort there with the back against the wall, Cam. That was the entire post-game media with the coach. That was it. You played the entire thing. 57 seconds, I believe. 54 he was sour. Like, that was... I understand you'd be upset you lost the series. But it wasn't like one of those games where it went into double overtime and you lost in double OT. Yeah. And and that you're going to be upset. It's the heat of the moment. It's right after the game. No, the Jets gave up a goal in the first minute and were never in it from there. Like, they were chasing it after that. And, and I, I wouldn't say gaining any ground either while they were chasing it as you could tell by the coach's comments. No, I looked down at the NHL app thinking, okay, I'll flip this game on here. And it was 4 nothing Vegas. Oh, uh-huh. well, I guess I'll find something else to do tonight. Yep, run anyway, the clock. Uh, hey. that's, that's certainly leading <laughs> us with uh, our NHL Today segment. For our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialists, head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. So yeah, Vegas is the first team on to the second round after doing away with Winnipeg. And we'll dig into that with Elliot Friedman coming up after the headlines here. Uh, but tonight, four teams, as mentioned, carrying 3-2 leads into Game 6s. Carolina trying to finish things off on the road on Long Island. Boston can close out Florida in Florida. And same for the Stars playing the Wild in Minnesota. And yes, Seattle at home can win its first ever playoff series if they beat Colorado. We've got our game tomorrow night. It's an 8 p.m. scheduled puck drop, so probably closer to 8.20 when the vulcanized rubber hits the ice but our coverage will start two hours prior to that that's also when doors open for the outdoor watch parties both the tailgate at uh fan park and just the playoff plaza and ice just district opening two hours prior to puck drop so bear that in mind weather looks like it's going to be fantastic tomorrow evening for that so jump on board all right we'll send it off to randy kilburn for the headlines when we come back It's Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers.